I wonder how that sounded on the camera. Hello, my friends. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. My name is Manny. In case you are new here, or welcome back. In case you are new here and you have no idea what you're listening to, I am a university student in my last semester of university studying psychology and business. And I just make a podcast for fun, just to talk about whatever I need. And that's what you're listening to. I hope you're having an amazing day. I am in quite a good mood, if you cannot tell. Not sure why, um, but it's just a good day. So let's get into a rosebud thorn, and then we'll start talking about today's episode. Okay, my rose is... My rose is that I'm in a very good mood today and it's just a good day. Yeah, honestly, there's not much more explanation. I'm just in a good mood and that's my rose. My bud is that I am looking forward to my boyfriend and I. We have a trip booked to Seattle and that is very exciting. We planned this trip or we bought the tickets for the trip like many months ago. So we didn't really know what COVID would look like at this point, but now that it's so soon, we can't really return our tickets. They're not plane tickets. They're like Cirque du Soleil tickets. So it's not something that you can just return. So we are going to Seattle and I'm very excited for the trip because, you know, it's good to just get out of town and it's been a very long time since I have traveled. My thorn is that I am getting the booster shot on Thursday and I'm not, the thorn is not the fact that I'm getting boosted. Like I'm very excited to get boosted and to have my third shot. I'm just worried about the side effects because when I got my second dose, that was really bad for me. Um, I think I told this story on the podcast, but when I got my second dose, it just so happened that the day after I got my second dose, when like most of your side effects come, it was also the first day of my period. So not only did I have a sore arm and, you know, chills and nausea because of the vaccine, I also had such bad cramps because of my period and I was just in overall so much pain. But luckily I took a Tylenol and took an extra nap and then I was like pretty much fine afterwards. So I'm hoping I'll be okay. I think it'll be fine and I'm very excited to get boosted, especially the fact that like I could get it before I went to Seattle is good because I didn't think I would be able to get the booster by then and I'm very excited just like for a little more ease obviously ease peace of mind but yeah that's my rose bud and thorn I've been you know honestly just chilling it's been like a pretty good week and I'm just living life honestly though sometimes the days get very very blurred together especially with online school right now sometimes like the whole week passes by and I feel like I haven't really done anything when I know that I've been working a lot. But anyways, I hope you're doing well. Today is going to be a pretty chill episode. I feel like I've done a lot of deep reflection episodes recently, so I kind of just want to keep it chill this week. And since it's the end of January when I'm filming this, and when you hear this, it'll probably be the last day of January, I am going to talk about my January favorites. First, I actually want to start off with a review of all the books that I read in January. And I'm just going to talk about them briefly and like tell you if I recommend them or not. So my goal for 2022, actually, I didn't really set a goal for reading. 
I just wanted to continue reading a little bit more and explore a lot of different books. And I would definitely say I did that. In January, I've been keeping it on the notes app on my phone. I read one, two, three, four, five, six books. So today's only the 25th and I've read six books. So that's like an average of like four days per book, which is actually quite insane now that I think about it. But I've been reading a lot recently, especially because of online school. When I want to take a break from the computer, I usually turn to reading and I can get through like a lot of a book in a day. But we're just going to talk about briefly all the books that I read in January and what I thought of them. So the first book that I finished was called Your Turn by Julie Lithcott Hames. I talked about this in another podcast episode, I believe, but I absolutely loved this book. I rated it a five out of five stars and it was a self-help adulting book, but it wasn't a boring one. I've read my fair share of nonfiction, like self-help improvement books. And I would honestly say that Your Turn was A, written so nicely and also in such like a casual way that you feel like, you feel like the author is kind of like your mom, just like writing a letter to you. And B, one of the other really cool things about the book was that the author included a lot of case studies or like personal stories from people that she knew about each of the lessons that she would teach. And I really, I just remember really, really liking the book. It did take me a little longer to read. Like I started it before the year ended, like last year ended. So it took me a couple of weeks, I believe, because also it was finals. Yeah, I remember. But I did end up finishing it like in the first few days of 2022. And it was like one of my favorite books ever. Really, really liked it. Would recommend if you're into the self-help region of books. Okay, the next book is Not a Happy Family by Sherry LaPena. And this is a mystery book. It's basically investigating the the what is it? This book is basically investigating the murders of two really wealthy parents and investigating the three kids that are like their offspring, obviously, because they're trying to find out who murdered them. And I did like this book. I remember reading it really, really quickly, but I also remember the ending was not very satisfying. Like there was definitely a lot of plot twists and things that would catch you off guard but I found that the ending like was so fast that even though they I found out who the murderer was like it wasn't very satisfying and it wasn't like super gripping because I think it like happened in the last two chapters which was very very fast in my opinion and then the book just ended right after that so I didn't love the ending I did like the book I think I rated it like a four out of five so it wasn't too bad and I do remember the plot was actually pretty interesting, so I really liked that book as well. Next one I have is Little Pieces of Me by Alison Hammer. And when I was looking back at my list just now, I honestly could not remember what this book was about, but I Googled it real quick and now I remember. It's basically about a girl who discovers that her father that she was raised by is actually not her biological father and it goes into the story of her mom and how she was conceived and all that. I really liked it was a very like lighthearted and heartwarming book and I found that the overarching message is obviously that family is not just who you're blood related to or who you're raised by like there's a lot of different ways to define family but I thought it was a very lighthearted and good book. Next one I had was Freckles. Freckles by by Celia. Oh, Cecilia Ahern. Okay, this book. I remember reading this book very thoroughly. 
I really didn't like it at the beginning. Not only was it like the writing style thing, like the writing style was very different from other books that I had read, but I also just didn't really understand the plot. Like it didn't really seem like there was a plot at the beginning. But then near the end of the book, basically this book focuses on the quote that's like, you are the average of the five people uh, that you spend the most time with. And it's basically about the main character trying to find those people and uh, figure out who they are in her life. And by the middle-ish, end-ish of it, it was good. And I really liked the the plot. You know, it was like a very cute and heartwarming book to read. But in the beginning, I just remember being like, should I even finish this book? Because I feel like I really don't like it. The beginning was very, very off-putting for me. And I really, really, really did not like it. But by the end of it, it was a little better. It wasn't like a great book by any means but I do I did like it I mean I thought it was very cute at the end so there is that one oh next book that I just finished recently is Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller um if you have seen on book talk this book went absolutely crazy in book talk I've been following a lot more book talkers is that the word um and looking for their recommendations and also my boyfriend read song of achilles first and he like absolutely loved it he kept sending me messages while he was reading it like his reactions to things not spoiling it but just like his reaction and i thought it was very adorable how he reacted so i obviously decided to give it a read i was not wanting to read it at first because I knew it was somewhat about Greek mythology and it's not my favorite topic. I'm not that into it. Actually, this book kind of reminds me of when I was in grade seven and for our social studies unit, for one of the units, we did Greek mythology and I absolutely hated it. I just thought it wasn't very interesting and I don't really know why. I've never really been into like fantasy and stuff. So I guess Greek mythology kind of falls into that. So I knew that I wouldn't love the book or at least... I wasn't expecting much of it because obviously I don't really like Greek mythology, but when I read it, it was, it was pretty good. I rated it a four and a half out of five. It, I think it would have gotten the five out of five if I like Greek mythology better and I like the whole theme of that, but I thought the writing was absolutely divine. There are just so many descriptors and you just feel like you're in the book with the main characters. I really, really liked it. I thought it was very cute. I did not cry at the end. I I saw a lot of people on TikTok say they like absolutely bawled at the end. I did think the ending was sad. Spoiler alert, sorry. Um, But I didn't really cry. I didn't really feel much I don't know I also read it at like seven in the morning when I finished the book because I was reading it in the morning so maybe it was just because I woke up but definitely good but not spectacular by any means for me but I really did like that book the next one that I read is Regretting You by Colleen Colleen Hoover Colleen Hoover Colleen Hoover Oh my god, I can't say anything. This is my second Coho book. I started with It Ends With Us because it was so popular on TikTok. And then I saw this one on Amazon when I was ordering Song of Achilles. And I saw that it was like somewhat cheap. So I just ordered it for fun. And I did really, really enjoy this book. I finished it just yesterday and I read it in, I think, two or three days, which is quite fast for me, given also that I'm trying to not read as much because I'm trying to do my schoolwork. But I don't know how I keep finding time to read. I just 
Oh, I remember the night, not last night, but the night before I started reading at like nine o'clock and I was like, I'm just going to go to bed at 930, read a little bit of my book. But as I was reading, I got to the end of Regretting You and I just could not stop reading. And I read until like 10 or 1030, which obviously is not late by any means, but I was trying to sleep early because I had to wake up at six the next day. So I did not have a good night of sleep last that night because obviously I stayed up a little later. And then also the plot just like kept repeating in my head. And I was like just thinking about the book when I was trying to fall asleep. But I did really like the book. I thought it was absolutely amazing. I think it's a little bit more typical. Like It Ends With Us was a very heart-wrenching book, but Regretting You is a little lighter and easier to read, which I do like. And I, you know, you need some lighter books to kind of space out all those super heart-wrenching books. So I rated it a four and a half out of five and I did really like it, but it just, I think for me, a five out of five has to be very like emotionally gripping and very intense. So not a five out of five because that book was quite tame in terms of like comparing to It Ends With Us for sure. So not too bad though. I would recommend it. I think any Colleen Hoover book, I've definitely, I want to read a few more. I've been looking on chapters and Amazon today to order a few more books, but I need to stop a little bit and read more from the library because you can't see, but I'm looking at a huge stack of books in my room right there and they're just on the floor and I've read them all and I don't know what to do with them because I don't have a bookshelf in my room and they're just there and it's just like I mean yeah I want to reread them again in the future but as of right now they're kind of just sitting there right now and it, it it makes me feel bad because like obviously I could just go to the library and borrow the books but I also love to annotate sometimes when I think a book is very interesting so yeah, I don't know. Maybe I might like swap books with some of my friends or do something. But I also really like the nostalgia of it. Like when I reread Twilight recently, I felt very nostalgic. Like, oh, I remember when I first read this and I felt like this or whatever. So I really like that part of books. But anyways, that's a very long tangent. Those are all the books that I read in January gonna continue on. Let me tell you what book I'm currently reading. I borrowed this one from the library, so I'm just gonna cover like the little barcode. It's called The Happiness Effect by um, by Donna Fritas. And I just started it this morning, but I thought it was so interesting because as soon as the book started, the first case study Um, I don't know what to call them, like individual that the author focused on was talking about how social media affects Greek life. That was the first story in the book. And I was reading it this morning and I was just thinking about like, oh my God, this is exactly how I feel about Greek life and how about how social media affects Greek life. And I was like, this book is meant for me. It's a sign that the first story was like that. I'm going to keep reading it and definitely update you guys about how it is. But basically, sorry, I didn't really talk about what the book is about. It's about how social media is driving a generation to appear perfect at any cost. 
So it is a nonfiction book, but I think it's told through a lot of different case studies and individuals' perspectives. But basically, the author is a sociologist that is focusing on the effects of social media on our happiness, especially as we become more and more digital. And I think that's very interesting. It's also been a topic that I like to think about a lot uh, in terms of me. I think I've gotten a lot better with my social media consumption, though. Recently, I have, you know, when I'm scrolling on social media, whether that be Instagram or TikTok, I remember before I used to feel really bad about myself, especially on TikTok, if there's like extremely pretty girls that show up on my FYP, which obviously TikTok likes to push out the pretty people on the algorithm, but that's like a different topic for another time. I used to feel really bad about myself, like, oh my God, I'll never look like that. Like they're so pretty and I don't look like that. But I think for me, my perspective has changed a lot. Uh, There's that quote that I like. It's like, mm, I forget what it is. It's like, the flowers are pretty, but so is the moon. Just because one is pretty doesn't mean the other is not. They're pretty in different ways or something like that. I cannot say it as eloquently as I originally found it. But essentially what it's saying is obviously if someone else is pretty, that doesn't take away from your own value or your own beauty. We all need to learn how to love ourselves given the different attributes that we all have and we all don't look the same. And also I think it's more of a reflection of the flaws of TikTok versus the flaws of yourself. Like when I see constantly those pretty people show up on the FYP, I more so think about it now as TikTok is an app that is flawed because they believe that only these type of people are pretty and should be pushed out onto the algorithm versus I'm not pretty and I should look like that. Yeah, I don't know. That's how I kind of feel about it. I was also reading this morning in that book, just thinking about the fact that people only post their happy moments on social media. And obviously, we're a lot more open now about whether it's mental health or whatever. But genuinely, people only post their highlight reel on social media. And I think that's very, very important to think about because you especially like when I'm sad I tend to go on Instagram like when I'm bored or sad like that's like the low point of my day right and when I'm in my low point me comparing to the high points of everyone else's life like that makes you feel extra bad so just keep in mind that first of all like everyone posts their best moments on social media so you can't compare those only like everyone's life has something that everyone's going through something so you can't just assume that everyone's life is perfect even if it looks like it on social media and also another thing is to not compare yourself to someone else's chapter eight when you're on chapter one if that makes sense this is another thing that I really feel strongly about in terms of social media use I think an example that I can talk about is like going to the gym if you are first starting and you start following like all these fitness influencers you know like Whitney Simmons and Ashley Jordan and um, I don't remember who else but you follow those people and for me when I was first starting going to the gym I felt really bad because I was like oh my god they're so toned they look so good they know what they're doing I will never be like that Because, you know, I was just starting at the gym. I didn't even know what the machines were or how to use them, how to change them and stuff. Which, like, 
obviously they know what they're doing because they're fitness influencers, right? Like that's their job to know what to do in the gym and to give you different exercises. So yeah, of course they're going to know more than you because you're just starting. But it's really hard to remember that. So I think keeping that in mind, telling yourself that, you know, people are constantly, you know, graduating or whatever, getting babies, getting married, all this stuff. And if that's your friend, like you're the same age, but you're not at that step yet, like that's totally fine. We've been so trained to think that there's this one track that we need to follow to ensure success or to ensure the norm. But honestly, it's just I'm so tired of that like so tired of that these social norms are so annoying to deal with and just I would rather not you know I've gotten myself on a little bit of a tangent I wasn't supposed to start talking about that today but honestly I like that this is a chill episode because now I feel like I can talk about whatever I want I'm gonna talk about my next favorite of this month and that has been cooking I never thought I would say that either, but I have been in such a cooking kick lately and it has honestly amazed me. Let me tell you. So if you have been following me for a while or if you just like know me in general, I wasn't the strongest chef. You know, I would always up until like grade 12, I only really knew how to cook instant noodles and craft dinner. So when I got to first year that was my meal plan year so I didn't really cook that year either but starting in second year when I started commuting from home to go to university and then third year and fourth year because I've been at home all years I have gotten a lot more into cooking and I will tell you about some of the recipes that I have made this month I have an episode about my food and fitness journey if you are interested in that if you're kind of stuck and don't know where to start with cooking like I definitely agree that it can be very intimidating so if you're interested in that I can always put it in the corners or um, you can check out the episode if you're on Spotify but anyways I will tell you about what I've been cooking this month it's really only been like the last two weeks that I've been super into cooking but um, I'll just tell you about all the meals that I eat So for breakfast, because I go to the gym right in the morning after I finish my morning routine, I don't like to eat that much. And I also don't find myself that hungry in the morning. So typically I go for a yogurt bowl with a bit of granola and chia seeds. Um, I would add fruit and stuff, but honestly, adding fruit actually makes me so full. It's like unbearable. So I try, try to if I have fruits around, but also like the typical yogurt fruits like blueberries and raspberries and stuff they're all out of season so like I don't really want to add them anyway but anyways I've been getting this oat milk yogurt that is peach flavored and it has little peach chunks in it and it is so good oat milk yogurt is such a hit or miss with texture I've noticed um one that I really really liked was from Whole Foods and it was the blueberry yotes oat milk yogurt Really, really like that one. The texture was pretty good. It was also hit or miss though because I bought it once and it was like perfect texture. But then the second time I bought it, it was way too runny. So I think it's just about like luck, honestly. But the current brand that I have, I can't remember it off the top of my head. The peach flavored oat milk yogurt is way too runny, but the flavor is so good. So lunch is typically where I pop off 
for my cooking because right now I'm still living at home. So for dinner, I usually just eat with my family. My grandma still cooks us dinner. But lunch is where I get the freedom to cook because I'm at home and no one's really around and I can do whatever I want. So recently, what I have made, I have made broiled salmon, first of all, like baked and broiled salmon that I thought was absolutely divine. I found this seasoning. Um, I saw it in my boyfriend's pantry. It's roasted garlic and red pepper seasoning. It is so good. Um, It makes your food smell so good, first of all, just with that red pepper scent, but the taste is also delicious. So I've been putting that on like everything I eat. But for my salmon, I've gotten really good at, before when I first started cooking salmon, I would just use like the frozen fillets also because it was easy to store, store. It was easy to store because obviously frozen stuff doesn't go bad as fast as fresh stuff. But now I've moved on to actually buying fresh fillets from the grocery store. And what I'll do is I'll season it and then I'll bake it first skin side down and then I'll flip it and broil it for the last little bit skin side up so that the skin gets really crispy. And I've just been getting so good at cooking. And it honestly, it's more than just like eating the delicious food. It's also so empowering to know that I have the ability to nourish my body in such good ways. And I have the power to cook like this. Like before I thought it was really hopeless, especially when I was living at home and I didn't really cook much. I was like, oh, I'll never be able to cook like my grandma. I'll never. One thing that really worried me was I'll never be able to cook these like traditional Chinese dishes like when I grow up and grow older because I don't know, I've never gotten to learn. But now that I'm getting a little more into cooking, I think a lot of it is also experimentation. So the salmon was one thing that I've been getting really good at for the last few weeks. The last two days on Sunday and yesterday, I also made mashed potatoes with my salmon. So if you've watched my vlogs, you know that the salmon and the air fried potatoes is like my go-to meal, especially during online school. I ate it like all last year during online school, but I decided to try mashed potatoes. I've made them before with my boyfriend, but I made them and I'm so good at it. (laughs) Like that's my talent in life. Just knowing the proportions, I put butter, milk, and also a little bit of cream cheese in my mashed potatoes. So good. I cannot explain. It's so good. Um, And I'm just really proud of the fact that I could just whip something up like that without really thinking about it. Like just experimenting and having fun with it. And I was able to make something so delicious. Makes me really happy with myself and like really proud of my ability to cook. (laughs) So yeah, mashed potatoes is also something, and also like, I used to think that mashed potatoes would take forever, but I think that's only because I had to make a lot of it before. The potatoes that I use are the little, like, fingerling ones, they're like smaller than your thumb, and when you boil and cook those, and also because I'm only making one portion, it really only takes like 15 minutes max to make mashed potatoes. So good. So good. I cannot go get over it. I'm probably going to eat it like tomorrow honestly. So that's a new recipe that I've been playing around with. And the other thing that I've been cooking a lot is chicken thighs. So when I first started, I only bought like chicken breasts because I thought that that was what you were supposed to do. Like I thought that was the easiest one. But I recently like the store just didn't have any chicken breasts. So I got chicken thighs instead. My boyfriend also said that they're a lot more flavorful and 
like easy to cook in that they don't get that dry and stuff. They're a lot more fatty and I can agree. Uh, So if you're looking into cooking more parts of chicken, chicken thighs I think is the next step. But the first thing that I made was I was very inspired by like Chinese stir fry noodles. I made veggie stir fry with maple soy glazed chicken. So the maple soy glazed chicken I found online and it's really simple. It's like maple syrup, four tablespoons of maple syrup and two tablespoons of soy sauce. And then you can add oil and garlic and all that stuff if you like. But honestly, it's just the maple sauce and the soy sauce that's important. And then like marinating your chicken in that for at least half an hour, but honestly longer if you can. And then I air fried it for eight to 10 minutes on each side. Honestly, if you Google like the first air fryer chicken thigh recipe, that's probably the one I used because I just Googled everything. And then it's also a lot of trial and error, right? Like every time I cook chicken thighs, when it's done, I have to cut it down the middle because I'm always paranoid that it's going to be undercooked on the inside. So that also makes it a lot easier. I want to buy a meat thermometer. Now that I've been cooking, I can like pinpoint things that I actually need. And one of them is a meat thermometer for sure. Also a baking sheet, like a proper one. I don't have a baking sheet and I've been using, I like I have a pizza pan because I used to make a lot of pizzas at home when I was in high school. So I still have that, but I don't have a proper baking sheet. So I need one of those. And honestly, like a new knife, whoops. Honestly, like a new knife set for my family would also be great because the knives that we have are very old and like worn down. And hmm, what else could I think that I would need? Oh, a potato masher. Now that I'm making mashed potatoes, a potato masher. So I will probably buy those for myself eventually, maybe if I move out. But anyways, what was I going? I was talking about my maple soy chicken, then I got distracted. My maple soy chicken, I air fried it and then it turns out delicious, beautiful. And then for the stir fry part, I just cook up some noodles, like any noodles will be fine. Ideally, it's like the thick noodles, but honestly, whatever you like is fine. And I had bell peppers, mushrooms, lettuce. And I think that's it. But you can substitute any vegetables that you like because it's all about what you want to eat, right? Like I'm not here to tell you what you should eat or shouldn't eat. It's just what a, like what you want. So I stir fried those along with the noodles. And then you just put in like soy sauce, oyster sauce, salt and pepper if you want, anything. And one thing that I learned from making this dish is to season. I used to be really scared of seasonings because obviously if you put too much salt you can't eat your food because it's way too salty but when I first made that noodle stir fry dish I felt like I put a lot of soy sauce and a lot of whatever but when I ate it it didn't really taste like anything and I learned that you have to put a lot more generously like I think it's just something you have to get with experience because you need a lot more than you think that's all I'll say (laughs) So yeah, the noodle stir fry has been a good one. It's like my go-to if I'm craving noodles and I want to be like somewhat healthy. But I was a little bit traumatized because the second time that I tried to make the noodles, I bought a bell pepper. And then when I cut the bell pepper open, there were bugs inside and I screamed. So I was a little traumatized about that. So I don't know about buying bell peppers anymore. 
because I'm really scared. It still haunts me. Yeah, so I made that like, I think I made that two times now. And then today, let me talk about what I made today. Oh my God, I'm so proud of it. Today, I made myself chicken Alfredo with garlic bread. Just just listen to that. So let me talk about my cooking process. I honestly like just got the idea yesterday at the grocery store because I still had some leftover chicken. So then I was like, let's make chicken Alfredo today. And that's what I did. So I started with the chicken and I made this little like coating of oil, butter, garlic, the roasted red pepper, garlic seasoning and salt and pepper. And then I just kind of tossed my two chicken thighs in the bowl with a little sauce just so I got a little bit of flavor. And then I baked it in the oven at 400 degrees Fahrenheit for around 35 minutes at first. So I put all that in and then I started dealing with the pasta and the sauce because obviously the chicken takes a lot longer. Um, I just used simple rotini and then for the sauce, I want to try making my own Alfredo sauce, but today I didn't. I just bought like one of those packs and I heated it up along with spinach and salt and pepper. I don't know what it is, but I'm so bad at making pasta sauce because I always make it too runny. Because, you know, everyone on TikTok is like, oh my God, save some of your pasta water to put in your sauce. It's like liquid gold. Whenever I try to do that, it just makes my sauce like water. And obviously I wasn't measuring today, so it's probably that. Maybe I put too much water or whatever. But I don't know. I feel like pasta pasta sauce, pasta water is kind of overrated. Am I going to get canceled for saying that? Anyways, I made my sauce and then I put my pasta in and then out of the blue, on a whim, I decided to make garlic bread as well. So I melted a little bit of butter and cut up another clove garlic and just put that on a little Hawaiian sweet roll. I knew that the bread was going to be sweet and honestly, I kind of like it. The fact that it was kind of sweet and then also a little buttery and garlicky is pretty good. But yeah, my chicken turned out amazing. It was beautiful. I cut it open at the very end and then also broiled it a little bit longer just because I was scared that it was going to be undercooked. Like I actually cut it the first time and it was still a little pink on the inside. So I cut it open in the middle and then broiled it also skin side up so that the skin would be crispy and it was chef's kiss. So honestly, wife me up, even though I kind of already am wifed up. I have a boyfriend already, so... I am going to be such a good wifey. Getting so good at cooking, guys. I'm really proud of it, honestly. I guess my last favorite that I'm going to talk about in this episode is a recent favorite. I've been getting back into my little makeup phase. So the reason why I'm getting back into it is for the longest time I had eyelash extensions. Um, I got them done starting in the summer and then I had them up until like last week. So it's been a very long time since I've been able to put on mascara and I was watching all these beauty TikToks and just like beauty content about makeup and I was just like oh my god I really want to put on mascara but I don't know what my lash girl does. She puts like super glue or something. It took so long for those lashes to come out. I literally after two months without a fill, I still had like a decent amount of lashes, at least like 10 on each side. And I was like, why are they not coming out? Like literally she must have super glued them to my eyes. She didn't obviously. But I just had this urge, especially if you know, like when you have lash extensions and you're like on the last few lashes and you're not going to get a fill, it looks absolutely ridiculous. So I was like, I'm sick of this. I'm going to just rub them all out. So I got a little bit of the Garnier. No, not Garnier. 
Biore micellar water. I think that's the one I have in my bathroom right now. I put it on my little makeup eraser cloth and I just started rubbing my eyes until all my lashes came out, which is probably not the best idea. So I'm not going to recommend that to you guys. Do not do that. Honestly, I'm going to say do not do that because I had a little bit of a like sensitivity reaction the next day. But I just couldn't. I was like sick of it. I was like, I look ridiculous with like two lashes hanging on. I need to just get rid of them all. And that's what I did. And then I got back into wearing makeup. Uh, It was also because I took my grad photos last week. So I had to like, I actually still have my lashes on for my grad photos. I put on falsies instead, but I just thought it was very inconvenient. But anyways, I'm just going to talk about my favorite makeup products and also some of the new ones. I did this in a vlog though, which should have be up by the time you see this. So if you're interested, you can go to my YouTube channel and check out the new makeup that I bought as well as my grad photos vlog. But I recently got a brown liquid eyeliner. So I really, really liked makeup and I've been doing a brown eyeshadow eyeliner because I always thought that the black was just a little bit too harsh for me. Like I really just enjoy like natural warm makeup and I really don't put on that much. I just think it's very fun. So I got a brown liquid eyeliner just to test it out and I absolutely love it. Like I think it's like the perfect degree of naturalness but obviously you can still see it and it's just it's so good. It's so good. So the one that I bought was from NYX. It was just from Shoppers, so it's pretty cheap. Like I didn't want to like put in a ton of money into it. So I like it so far. I, honestly, the one that I got from NYX is a little bit light, so I would honestly still go a little bit darker maybe if there was like a mocha brown. Right now the brown that I have is kind of like uh like a hot chocolate powder brown. Is that a good is that a good comparison? I don't even know. But yeah. So I've been really into the eyeliner and then I am also trying to get into mascara again. Obviously I, I, I wear mascara. The one I have right now is the They're Real by Benefit, but I also have an unopened one in my bathroom and I think it's like the magnetic They're Real when they first came out. I was so interested, but I never opened it and never used it. So I'm going to try that out soon. Maybe I'll do it in a vlog or something. And honestly. Oh, and then also brow gel, clear brow gel. I have not gotten my brows done in a little bit. And I honestly think that the somewhat bushy thick look is really good. I really like when people do their brows, like when it's like sticking up, you know, um, I like it on other people. I personally would not do that on myself. I just don't think I fit that vibe, but I really like my brow gel because I can like obviously shape my brows to look at what I want. And because my brows are not super thin and like perfectly clean right now, it's also a lot more fun to play with the shape and play with the hairs that I have on my eyebrows. I don't know if anyone is interested in this, but it's just been a passion of mine, my eyebrows. But I think I will get them done again soon because it's just honestly easier to manage. Yeah. Anyways, I'm in such a good mood right now. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talk- talking about literally things that I never, I don't tell anyone, um, but you guys get to hear it. These are literally the unfiltered thoughts of my brain. Now that the episode is a little bit long, I think I'm going to peace out from here. I hope you enjoyed this pretty chill episode. I'm so excited for February's episodes. You guys have no idea. Oh my God. Very excited for them. Um, Again, if you're interested in following the podcast on Instagram, I'm trying to up the Instagram game of the podcast. It's kind of working. It's at over easy the podcast. I post like 
episode trailers and also just like cute motivational quotes there if you are interested. And also, if you did not listen to the last episode, I recently found out that you can rate podcasts on Spotify now. So if you're interested, you can go to the podcast page where you find all my episodes and you can give it a rating if you like. I would It would honestly make my day. And again, you can still rate on Apple Podcasts and stuff like that, just like you have been, but Spotify ratings are new. So I'll tell you that one. And honestly, I'm going to let you guys go. uh, That sounds like I'm a teacher. I'm going to let you guys go there. That's like what I say to my students. But I'm going to sign off for today. I need to get a lot of work done. So I need to do my homework. Let's go. Um, But I'll see you in my next episode. Bye.